Welcome to the Global Watch Prayer Podcast. Thank you for joining us as we build community in prayer to empower the church from local expressions to global connections. For more information and resources on the Global Watch, visit theglobalwatch.com. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. It is Shabbat time, our personally my favorite time of the week. <laughs> but may it be holy to the Lord for us all and thanking God that he is sovereign in the midst of both judgment and revival. I hope our hearts are stimulated in a new and fresh way this week. It is now the 18th, is that correct? 18th of February. And I'm going to turn it over to Uli Novakova from Hernhut, who has been so faithful and carries a, an anointing for the Shabbat with training her children up in that atmosphere. She understands it. And Uli, we're blessed by you. Thank you. Yes. Uh, welcome, everyone, <clears throat> on this call directly. And, and we stretch the greeting and welcome even to those who watch the recording later on. I'm so blessed by technology and this com modern communication technology without the global watch would not be what it is. But on the other hand, I really struggle to, to carve out my times with the Lord. And it's not so much about the time span, but about the distractions that, that are going on. And to me, the Asbury revival really speaks about coming to the Lord again with undivided attention and undivided hearts. And uh, I want to start this call with a song that was suggested by our oldest daughter, and she is in Israel right now and sends her greetings with the following song. Yes, Lord, you are still in control. And this is why it's well with my soul, but it's not about our souls alone, but it's first and foremost about you and you alone, <clears throat> about you and your kingdom. When we say that you are still in control, it's not just to quieten our restless hearts, but it is to, to lift up your name and to shout and proclaim you as king over all the earth. For every knee must bow to you, Yeshua. One day every knee shall bow. One day every power will acknowledge your rule and reign. And you will rule and reign from Zion. And this is why our hearts are longing to see you, um, are longing to see you come back and take your rule, take your reign, establish your, thro your thrones of judgment in Zion. We long for the day that your people, the remnant of Israel, will call out Baruch HaBab <coughs> So today's Shabbat call is a bit like a jigsaw puzzle or a pot with different dishes in, in one. But I, I, will, I know that God will sort it out. 
And just as different our life situations are, the situations in our nations that we represent on this call. Uh, so I believe there is some, there is an impulse, something that will speak to your spirit for everyone on this call. And I pray for open ears and hearts to receive what is specifically, what is the Lord saying specifically to you through this hour? I will first give the mic to Sue Rao, who is going to share about two ongoing initiatives. There are actually new initiatives to look forward to, and I just wanted to highlight it to get it on our radar screen. One is the Esther Decree coming up March 6th to 8th. I'll be putting out through the email more information on it. But it is a Monday through Wednesday initiative. Monday through Wednesday by 3 p.m., we're going to ask people to take a decree that has been written by a Jewish lawyer in Jerusalem in front of our governmental offices. And at 3 p.m. on Wednesday, the 8th of March, I'll just share my screen quickly. This is the work and thing that is in process. But by 3 p.m. March 8th, we will want you to have gone to your governmental offices and issued the decree. And at 3 p.m., we're going to have a Zoom call. There will be a small team that goes to Temple that day. And it is a Jewish day, so there may be tensions on Temple Mount. So we're wanting to keep the team under wire, under radar. But they will make the decree there on Temple Mount and then record it. And we will listen to it at 3 p.m. on an international Zoom call. So the other thing that we're going to do to predate that decree on Temple Mount is a 24-hour worship. We have a sign-ups now for you. Anyone on this line can participate. They get a group around you and worship primarily for an hour. During that 24 hours, we'd love to see it. But this is the Purim decree is still in a rough edge. But <clears throat> basically, that's it. And we are in faith for Isaiah 19, 24 to 25 to emanate from that. In that day, Israel will be one of three with Egypt and Assyria, a blessing in the midst of the land, whom the Lord of hosts shall bless, saying, blessed is Egypt, my people, and Assyria, the work of my hands, and Israel, my inheritance. So that Esther decree is, um, I believe, shaped up to be very powerful. And we are also starting a focus group we're calling it a restoration force. Sheldon Kidwell is going to be leading it. It's going to start the first Thursday of the month of March 2nd, I believe. And what it is for pastors and if you are a church leader. And the purpose of it is to investigate, to pray, and to see the church, how the church, how we can co-labor with God in helping the church to become that house of prayer that Jesus said it would be. Most of the churches as are not praying and they're not praying corporately. Christians are praying maybe, but not corporately. And if you need a framework for that, I would encourage you to get the book Unleashed. I'll put it, the address, the internet ad address in the chat here. But it's a big heart concern. And I'm encouraged to see Asbury College begin to work in that and notice Everyone, you don't look at that and see a silent and solo person. It's a corporate expression. 
And God is calling us back into that corporate. COVID has tried to make us individuals, but God is calling us now back into a new mantle of corporate expression, of corporate glory, of corporate praise, corporate thanksgiving, corporate prayer and worship. That's coming up in March. And also towards the end of March, we're going to try to do three days of worship during Ramadan and introducing Passover. So these are key dates for us for this such a time as this. As the nations rage and wars and rumors of war break out, God is calling us to align with him and to lock shields for his kingdom. Uli, I'm going to turn it over to you. You've got an initiative that you're launching now. This is not should not be work. This is about stopping all of our busyness and worshiping and resting in the Lord in these initiatives. So look at it that way. <clears throat> it's not one more thing to do. It's one more thing to engage with God. This initiative was brought forth by the prophetic table that the, a council of watchmen from the Czech Republic and they received they received Proverbs 22, 10 as a key verse for this season. Drive out the mocker and out goes strife. Quarrels and insults are ended. And they believe this verse to be a part of an important strategy for this time of one year since the beginning of the war in Ukraine. God's kingdom is a kingdom of honor. God values all people and nations and has imprinted a unique identity into each of them. Russia and Ukraine, as well as many other nations, speak of feeling unappreciated and ridiculed. On the other hand, we as individuals or nations are sometimes quick to join in the mocking and ridicule. God detests such ways. The words from Proverbs point out that if the mocker is not given space, the strife will also leave. And that's why they invite for an international prayer chain, which is not online, but there's a list you can, you can sign up for. But I just want to share the scripture with you of <laughs> Proverbs 22, verse 10. Drive out the mocker and go, out goes strife. Quarrels and insults are ended. And also take this question to your own heart. Uh, let the Holy Spirit show, shine light, shed light upon your heart where we have given the mocker in our life's space to operate. And as we drive out the mocker and mocking and ridiculing from our own hearts and speech and lips, may this also have an effect on the international level. And I'm sure there is many more initiatives commemorating the beginning of the Russia-Ukraine full-scale war on February 24th, there is a call of prayer and fasting from the Ukrainian church. And mm -hmm. we have witnessed on the Global Watch how difficult it is to even get Russians and Ukrainian believe together for to pray or even bless each other in this <laughs> conflict. How I have heard from both sides that they felt insulted or ridiculed or abandoned 
and this must not be in the in in the body of Christ. Our initiative is brought to your attention about the the yeah, prayer for Ukraine, prayer for peace in this whole thing like, that is much more than just an escalation. Yeah, so many involved in that globally. Let us let us humble ourselves before the Lord. And I, I know there is many initiatives out there, but here on the Global Watch, I would like to call forth two people who will pray mm -hmm. for Ukrainian Russian Watch to, to be set up. God to open the space and prepare the hearts for something like that to 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 be possible and and someone else to to specifically pray for the participants of the Russian watch on the global watch and our brothers and sisters from Ukraine so if i can have two people pray for this right now hands up might on um, can I just interject something here, Uli? We can participate easily with this by those who have their watches on those days. What are the dates again? It is from 20, from today, 18 to 24. And I'm not suggesting new, new prayer okay. times, but rather to take that theme, that verse to your heart. And, and I, I feel free to post this initiative on the global watch thread, the signal thread, so you can have yeah, more information. So what I'm saying to everyone here, we can, add, we can take this and emphasize it on the watches this week. That's basically how we can use this. And I would say with this type of issue, it is rising in the nations. It's rising in the prayer movement. If you haven't been a recipient of its nature, you will be. <laughs> and we that's why we have Isaiah 58 in our core values. And it has protected us. It's given us a strength, I think, of community in the in this watch. Want to open us up in prayer. Actually, Fred, would you open us up? Because you're you're a man of peace and you're brilliant in working these situations through. And bringing the peace of God in. May God give us wisdom. Yeah. And before I pray, I just want to say that that I'm really troubled in my spirit about this whole situation because I believe it's getting worse. I think yeah. most of you know that Russians are amassing troops and all kinds of ammunition and and armament on the border of you of Ukraine and um, and. The Ukrainians are now feeling like they're going to run out of ammunition. They're, the weapons that they have, they don't have enough ammunition. And I am just, in my own spirit, I'm just so concerned that the, that the Ukrainians are just going to get slaughtered. And, uh, and so we're just, going to, we're just going to pray. We're just going to pray for a supernatural peace that God would bring, God would bring, God would just bring a peace, would bring a halt. Father, we know that there are believers in both nations who love you, who are called according to your purpose, who do not have a do not have an, a beef or an ought or a difficulty 
with the other side, but they want to see your kingdom come and your will be done. And Lord, there's been so many deaths already and so much destruction and so much disturbance. And we just say in the spirit, we just say, Lord, your kingdom come and your will be done. And we just, we bind those spirits that are Putin and that are over even, I don't know on the Ukrainian side, but the spirits that are for just wholesale war and destruction, we just bind them from operating. And we just say, you cannot, this, we, this will not develop into World War III, that this will, that our world is in such a precarious, we just declare the peace of God over the Ukraine. We pray the peace of God over, over Russia. We just pray the, that the plans of the enemy will come to nothing. And, and we just say, Father, supernaturally bring confusion, supernaturally a change of plans, Father, that we will not see wholesale destruction of the Ukraine and Ukrainian, not only the military, but Ukrainian citizens as well. And, and Father, we just say, let, let God arise and let his enemies be scattered over this whole situation. We just, we are really, Lord. We're just begging you to intervene. We're begging you to intervene in a way. We just can't stand to see our friends in the Russia and our friends in the Ukraine suffer and 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 needlessly. And, uh, and so we just say, again, let God arise and let his enemies be scattered over this situation in Yeshua's name. Somebody with military background, either in their family, please pray. This is a serious call, and I feel the weight of God's purpose. He's not handing this as a, an opportunity. It's an offering. Having been in the United States Navy and even in the Middle East on an aircraft carrier, Lord, where that the weapons were on board, and it's all a real thing. We just acknowledge God. Heaven can touch earth, and as Fred prayed, to me, it's so dynamically, so simply worded, oh God. But Lord, that heaven would touch earth, that your light would pervade the darkness, that Lord, we know that ultimately we're not fighting with carnal weapons. Carnal weapons are real, and yet the matters of reality are permanence and eternity regarding souls. And Lord, your love is shed abroad in our hearts to all mankind, and where that we are to declare your glory among the nations. We just acknowledge, Lord, Psalm 96, verse 3 is so significant and ever will be pertaining to our standing in the gap on your behalf, Lord Yeshua, name above all names and your kingdom, heaven. Lord, we acknowledge that we can undergird and that we can stand in the gap on behalf of the ones who are born again in the Ukraine and Russia. Lord, I thank you and praise you for the way that even a neighbor who is Russian, who is a believer, how touching, Lord, to our hearts that we can behold how good and pleasant it is for brothers to dwell together in unity. We so yearn for unity, the oneness, Lord, to come about in this day as your presence, your love, your mercy, your grace, 
your glory, your kavod, indeed, your weightiness even, Lord. Let your river flow, the river of life, in this day within the, to say the least, skirmish. We acknowledge, Lord, that indeed greater is he that is in the believers than those that are in the world. And we just pray in Yeshua's name that indeed there would come about such testimonies of your goodness in this scenario, Lord, seeing and hearing of so much, and yet, Lord, having eyes to see and ears to hear as to heaven touching earth in Yeshua's name. Thank you, Bill. That's beautiful. And Lord, we confess we have the same striving in our own hearts. We are unable to hold peace or even to make peace with our neighbors, within our families, and even among our nations. But we call upon you, Sar Shalom, the Prince of Peace, who is the giver of life, who is... Uh, who is not interested that anyone should perish. And we stand in the gap and ask, would you stop? Would you stop that bloodshed that defiles the land? Have mercy, Lord. Show your compassion. Amen. I also pray for divine intervention into this war. And as today, top military and top politicians gathered, started to gather in Munich, Germany for the security conference. We pray that you would influence their decisions and their counselings and their talks and their interactions to end this war in some way or the other. We bless this conference. We bless all the people gathered there, all the politicians and other top people that do have the power to decide that you would be just the one talking to them in a mysterious way, in a way they even don't understand, but they understand the voice of peace and the necessity of peace. Thank you, Lord, that we could, as a global ecclesia, pray that things happen according to your kairos, not according to Kronos, but to your kairos so that the harvest would be brought in before things escalate and develop into more severe actions. Thank you, Lord, that you could intervene in Europe, in Eastern Europe, in a mighty and powerful way. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Johannes. And from this, I want to, I want us to dive into the Pasha Shavuot of this week, the Torah reading, which is found in Exodus 21 to 24. And the, the Shabbat, every Shabbat has a name derived from the Torah portion. And this week it is Patim. Mishpati means judgments, and it is from the verse, now these are the judgments which you shall set before them. And we won't read it verse by verse, but it is those very practical feelings that of how one, how, how one should behave with one's neighbor. If you buy a Hebrew servant, he who strikes a man 
he who kidnaps a man, he who steals an ox and sheep. If two men fight and one get, one, one get wounded, if fire breaks out and catches in horns, if a man causes a field or vineyard to be crazed, if a man borrows anything from the neighbor, you shall not afflict any widow or fatherless child. If you lend money to any of my people who are poor among you, and so on, you shall be holy men to me. And these weeks are also marked by a big strife among the Israeli public concerning reform that is in the balance. And those, uh, yeah, this, this crisis of the Israeli society is so profound that uh, even politicians warn against upheaval and civil war. And I was encouraged by Shahar's post where she says, let's lift up the Tanakh as God's covenant, not just covenant with Israel, but his, now Johannes, you have to help me. What's the English word for fafasun? constitution, that what we read in Mishpatim is part of God's constitution for Israel. And they were given this by Moses, through Moses, by the Lord. And let us, let us embrace his word, his Torah, in our hearts as we stand in the gap for Israel, that they will acknowledge and welcome these divine words as their counsel, as their constitution. And in previous years, Jewish law has been a basis for the questions that were dealt with in the Supreme Court. But as Shahar pointed out in one of her posts, this has been on a decline. And as we're just reading the last passage of I, um, of Exodus 24, we, it is where not just God met with Moses, but he had the other 70 elders of Israel also come. And it, the Bible says they saw the God of Israel. And to me, them going up to the mountain is mirrored in the scripture and revelations where it says, Come yet, come up, come yet higher, and I will show you things. So I was inviting three volunteers to read. Uh, Dalia, go ahead with the first six verses. Yes, I'm so glad you had this. This is my very favorite. Oh, this is Exodus 24, 1 through 4. Then to Moshe, Adonai said, come up to Adonai, you Aaron, Nadav, Avahu, and 70 of the leaders of Israel, prostrate yourself at a distance. While Moshe alone approaches Adonai, the others are not to approach, and the people are not to go up with him. Moshe came and told the people everything Adonai had said, including all the rulings. The people answered with one voice, we will obey every word Adonai has spoken. Moshe wrote down all the words of Adonai 
he rose up early in the morning, built an altar at the base of the mountain, and set upright 12 large stones to represent the 12 tribes of Israel. Number, do I start with verse 7? Go ahead, read. 7 through 12. Then he took the record of the covenant and read it out loud to the people. And they said, all that the Lord has spoken, we will faithfully do. Moses took the blood and dashed it on the people and said, this is the blood of the covenant that the Lord now makes with you concerning all these commands. Then Moses and Aaron and Abihu and 70 elders of Israel ascended, and they saw the God of Israel under his feet. There was the likeness of a pavement of sapphire, like the very sky for purity. Yet he did not raise his hand against the leaders of the Israelites. They beheld God, and they ate and drank. The Lord said to Moses, come up to me on the mountain and wait there. I, and I will give you the stone tablets with the teachings and commandments which I have inscribed to instruct them. Amen. So Moses arose with his assistant Joshua, and Mo Moses went up the mountain of God. And he said to the elders, wait here for us until we come back to you. Indeed, Aaron and Hur are with you. If any man has a difficulty, let him go to them. Then Moses went up into the mountain, and a cloud covered the mountain. Now the glory of Yahweh rested on Mount Sinai, and the cloud covered it six days. And on the seventh day, he called to Moses out of the midst of the cloud. The sight of the glory of Yahweh was like a consuming fire on the top of the mountain in the eyes of the children of Israel. So Moses went into the middle of the cloud and went up into the mountain. And Moses was on the mountain 40 days and 40 nights. Shanta, I know you raised your hand as a volunteer to read but I wonder if you volunteered to over the situation in Israel concerning their, their, not their constitution because they don't have one, but the, these legal juristical reforms that are this matter of conflict right now. Just, pr just praying that the Lord would, would set his, his law in place in Israel. Okay. Lord God of Israel, we come before you today, O oh God, on the day of the Shabbat, and we praise you and we magnify you, Lord. Father, you wrote the law. The law is from you. And so, Father God, we see along the way that man is always trying to change your laws, O oh God. And so, Father, today, collectively, we ask that your law again will be established your pure and holy law lord and father over israel you called israel to be a light to the whole world oh god and so father we ask that as they gather and especially as passover is coming almighty god that they'll remember 
that you are the God that led them, that you are the God that protected them, that you are the God that provided for them, Lord, and you have a plan for them today. And Lord, there are many who are committed to you in Israel. Their heart is for you, oh God. And so Father, we pray that you'll unite them at this time, Lord. They'll be of one voice and they'll be of one, oh God, to follow you, step every step of the way and to be led by you, almighty God, and to do what you've called them to do. Again, to be the light at this time when the whole world is chaotic, Lord, from Israel come forth the light because you are the God of Israel. So, Father, we commit this time to you that you lead, guide, and your pure law, which is so beautiful, Lord, even today, that will change hearts and move forward and come forth from Israel. And we ask this in the mighty name of Yeshua. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Now, I would like you to turn with me to the Haftarah portion that this time is in Second Kings chapter 12, 1 to 17. And this I want to just leave you with a food for thought. It is in the seven, it is when Yehoash became king. He was instructed by Yehoiada the priest. And Yehoash said to the priests that the money should, that the people bring as dedicated gifts to the house of the Lord. It's each man's census money, each man's assessments money, and all of the money that a man purposes in his heart to bring into the house of the Lord. Let the priests take it themselves, each from this, from his constituency, and let them repair the damages of the temple. Now, even by the 23rd year of King Yehosh, the, he found that the priests did, had not repaired the damages of the temple. So what he did is that he changed the way the money was taken. It shouldn't go to the priests directly, but it should be delivered for repairing the damages of the temple. And um, then Yehoiada the priest took a chest, bored a hole in its lid and set it besides the altar on the right side as one comes into the house of the Lord. And the priests who kept the door put there all the money brought into the house of the Lord. And then the money was, was counted a portion and then given directly into the hands of those who did the work, who had the oversight of the house of the Lord and they paid it to the carpenters and builders who worked on the house of the Lord, and to masons and stone cutters, and for buying timber and repair the damage of the house of the Lord. And they gave that to the workmen who repaired the house of the Lord with it. Moreover, they did not require an account from the men 
into whose hand they delivered the money to be paid to workmen, for they did dealt faithfully. And it, this passage struck me because it repaired a preach that was happening in the house of the Lord. And when we think of the body of Christ as his temple, there are things we all know should be put in place, but somehow there doesn't seem to be progress, much progress, whether that's on the global scale or in your local congregations, in your home groups. And without altering the law of like God's principles, the priest Jehodiah came up with a way that was more effective to get the jobs the job done. It released the priests of job they didn't feel fit for. It was a burden on, it was a commitment that even distracted them from their spiritual ministry of serving in the house of the Lord in their priestly role. But once this was, these commitments were separated, there was progress in, in the repair and it was given to people who dealt, who were, had sanctified hearts and dealt so diligently and faithfully that the scriptures say they didn't even need an account because they were so trustworthy in the way they carried out their work. And I would like two people to whose hearts this passage spoke to pray into this principle and for a release of both sides, for a release of provision for those who are called to do practical work in the kingdom, for a release of who should get back to their key tasks, the job description of the priest, and for peace as even in this flow of money or whatever the Lord points to your heart to pray into this. But I, um, I, that spoke to my heart for a specific reason, but I trust that also it stirs something in some of your hearts concerning this very down-to-earth topic of money and money in God's kingdom and even money in, in your, yeah, in your own ex expression of the body or the temple. Hallelujah. Could we take a moment to pray in the spirit? Um, hallelujah. The Holy One of Israel. Hallelujah. You are sovereign King of the universe. Lord, thank you so much for this day that you have made and this gathering onto you and for how Yuli is leading, sharing from your word, that which is that which is being shared in all synagogues of the world this weekend, Lord God, for your people Israel to hear and for us also believers from the nations 
to heed. Father, we ask that according to your sovereign will, according to your callings upon each one of us and within your corporate body, Lord God, that we would be so attentive to listening to your voice, even as Yuli was sharing at the very beginning, how important it is for us these days to to commune with you and to be led back into our rightful post, so to speak, on your walls, Lord God, that we would each value tremendously your direction and step back into our calling if we have been distracted in any way, if we've we've left our post, whether it be, whether the priorities be in prayer for some, in active or in practical works for others, Lord, may the fear of you, the awe of you prevail in our hearts. And may we cherish the post where you've, where you've posted on the wall. May we cherish our assignments and in love for you, Lord God, and in love also for our fellow intercessors, fellow believers in your body. And Lord, we, I pray that others will be inspired to pray into this as well. I find that I'm lacking words, but Lord, we lift up this, these realities that have been shared on this watch today. We lift them up before you and we ask you to quicken your body, quicken intercessors in Israel and worldwide, Lord God, to hear you even more clearly this weekend and to pray into these matters as our fellow Jews around the world are hearing these scriptures being spoken in the synagogues. Lord, may we unite and hearken and uh, and be led by your spirit to pray further into this. The Shem Yeshua, in Yeshua's name we pray. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord, I pray for for an allocation of funds in in, in your body, in your temple, that that would be effective, that finances, but also gifts and talents and whatever you have to provide is not is not sitting with someone who holds it, but it doesn't do anything about it. But I pray for a release of flow of funds of means for your kingdom work to be effective, for your house to be prepared. And I thank you for the different giftings and calls, callings you have in your pride, in your body. I pray for a release of and even a clearer understanding of each of our roles and callings so that the priests would be able to focus on on their duties and the craftsmen would be enabled to do what is necessary to to repair and to build up. I thank you that you are a God of generosity that there is no lack of provision in your house and I pray for all those kingdom workers who lack because of the disobedience or the neglect of other members of the body that they would see breakthrough in this season and I pray that for your order to be restored in your temple even in our midst and even, yeah, even through our hands. Amen.
So I leave those scriptures for you to chew <laughs> upon that. And it's the top of the hour, but I would like to conclude with, uh, with communion. And may I ask, oh, I ask for two volunteers to lead us in communion and speak the blessing over the bread and the wine. And I, I will ask more specifically for two men this time on this watch, two men to lead us in communion. Michael? Yes, I can pray for the wine. Blessed are you, O Lord, our God, King of the universe, who brings forth the fruit of the vine. And we thank you, Yeshua, that you shed your blood. You, your grapes were crushed. Lord, that we can have more than atonement, a complete forgiveness of sins for eternity. We bless your name and we take the wine in Yeshua's name. Amen. And Fred. And Fred, may I ask you to pray over the bread <coughs> and also to conclude this call in prayer? Father, we thank you for what you did on the cross, that, that your body was broken for us and uh, that we might live and that we might have life abundantly. And, uh, and we just thank you for this hour, some very difficult things that we prayed and had to pray through, but we thank you, Lord, that you don't, that we're called not to shy away from the difficult things to pray, that, but we're called to pray into them, to pray your will as we understand it. And so we just thank you, Lord, that you're always with us, that you never, you never leave us or forsake us, and that you're for us, you're not against us. And we just say, Thank you, Lord. Receive our, our offerings as we take the bread and as we thank you for eternal life. We thank you for your, your comfort. We thank you that you are the God of shalom. You're the God of peace. And, and we just thank you that in the midst of all this difficulty, we thank you that the joy of the Lord is our strength. And so we're entering this Shabbat with with great joy and rejoicing because we know who we belong to and we belong to you and in yeshua's name everybody take the bread and let us go to my wonderful wife otherwise known as the global watch for last minute announcements before we close yes and you asked me to speak after i put bread in my mouth <laughs> He's always good. God is always good. I just encourage you all to be with the Lord this weekend. We're at the point of revival and judgment, and we're we're right in the middle. And God's asking us to come up here for I must show you things to come and to keep his peace and his joy, his love, his goodness in the and in the middle of all of this. And revival, you know what? God's not the limiting factor. Amen. He's looking for vessels he can use. So, Amen. Father God, I pray that anointing of being a vessel that he can pour his trust into to carry forward his purposes in Jesus' name. Amen. Blessings on you all. Shabbat shalom, everyone. Shabbat shalom. Shabbat shalom. Thank you so much, Uli. Thank you, everyone. Shabbat shalom.